Hulu's Golden Globe-nominated comedy Casual Returns as Alex, Valerie, and Laura try to rebuild their lives outside of the home. But new friends and lovers can only do so much to distract them from a shared history of dysfunction. From director Jason Reitman and writer Xander Lehman, all new episodes of Casual are now streaming on Hulu. Welcome to IndieWire's Very Good Television Podcast. I'm Liz Shannon Miller at Lizard on the Twitters. And I'm Ben Travers at Ben T. Travers on the Twitters. And we're here today to talk a little bit about what you watch, but not just like individual shows you're watching, but what it means to watch like a whole bunch of different things at the same time and what it does to you. Yeah, there was an, there was an interesting study that came out recently that I, that I found online. Um, so, you know, question the validity as much as you want to based on that. But it's a, it's a social analytics TV company called, I, I want to call it Canvas, but it's C-A-N-V-S. There's no A, there's no second A, so Canvas. Already can, very suspect. Canvas. Um, but basically they did this big study uh, where they used Twitter data and measured over 400 drama, reality, and comedy shows spanning 5,700 episodes, and they tried to predict future viewership based off of that. So they'd look for keywords like love and hate and words associated strongly with that and then measure when, let's say, episode one aired and there was a strong response towards love, they'd see if the viewership increased or how much it increased in week two. They did the same thing with drama and then they kind of tried to decide what happened. And the results are kind of interesting in the sense that with comedies, uh, when love was expressed over and over again, predominant theme after an episode was aired, so basically people really loved that episode, um, very positive response, there was about a 0.1% viewership increase the following week, which isn't great. Right. However, the, the really interesting part of the findings was that when they used the word hate, which means somebody is really upset about this episode, they didn't like this episode, the following week, viewership jumped 0.7%. So the findings, uh, as the headline of this article on Adweek basically said, a study of TV-related tweets finds hate more than love drives viewership, which to me is a huge problem. Like, that's horrible and dangerous, and you don't want that to be the case. Yes. I mean, we, as, as you may know, Ben has strong opinions about, whether, about the way in which you should watch TV. Yes, you gentle listener at home. Well, I, I strongly <clears throat> feel that, that TV makes a bigger impression on our lives than a lot of people want to admit. And the choices in, that you make in regards to what you watch on TV is very, very important. So based off a conversation that uh, I had with a, a dear listener and our coworker, Robert. Um, hi, Robert. <laughs> hello, Robert. <laughs> Say hi to your kids. Um, <laughs> We've kind of, Liz and I have kind of come up with this this analogy, I guess, of, of how to think about watching TV in the terms of what kind of shows you need to be watching um, and balancing that out so that you're having a healthy viewing experience, right. so that you're going to have a positive outlook on life based on what you watch on TV, or and, at least a, a balanced I mean, because think about, think about when you watch, you know, especially if you're binging, but even if you're just like casually watching one show at a time and you're just watching like an episode a night every night for however many weeks for however many weeks but you don't switch it up you don't have any variety to it um i mean i've recently i had this one night of cramming for tcas where i watched like four episodes of divorce two episodes of black mirror the pilot of luke cage and i came i tweeted about this i came to the end of that night of television i was like I was still awake, but it was like, it was 1230. And I was just like, I, I can't go to bed right now. 
I have to stay up and I have to watch like the silliest goddamn episode of Don't Trust the Bee in part, Apartment 23 to get the taste out of my mouth. It was just, it wasn't like a bad taste. It was just like I felt so weighed down. Yeah, it's it's easy in today's you know in, in today's age of television where there's so many dark dramas out there. There's so many serious topics. There's so many great you know discussions to be had. But at the same time. You can overdose on that. Like, you can get too much of it, and it just puts you in a weird headspace. And when this is what you do to relax, or this is what you do in your free time, you know, this isn't your job, like, like <laughs> and I, where we're, we're being bombarded with it all the time. Um, like, but if this is what you're choosing to do, then you, you need to have a healthy balance. And as Liz has come up with, you need to have a healthy TV diet. Well, I will, I will give you, thank you. Yes, the, the TV diet, I think, is probably, is, is, a, an, is a nice metaphor we're going to go with. We're going to take you through every step. But I also want to say, Ben has an equally interest. Ben came originally in with a really interesting, but somewhat more complex metaphor involving sports, specifically. Yeah, mainly Robert. That's, that's a lot of credit goes to Robert. That was just kind of how we discussed this back and forth in, in coming up with kind of a ways, we were looking for ways to recommend TV to people right. and, and recommend a variety of ways because, uh, as he's mentioned to us before, he you know he has a family and he wants to be able to watch some things that are a little bit lighter, some things that aren't quite as dark, but you know are still really really good. And it, it's harder to find those than it is to just find you know all of the nominees for the Emmys in drama series. That's really really dark stuff. You don't want to watch those back to back to back yeah. to back to back to back. Like I mean, it, yeah. it's just too much. So like, yeah, a, a lot of credit to Robert. But anyway, we've got this this TV diet. We're gonna yeah, we're gonna we're, we're gonna go with food. But if you wanna if you wanna ping us separately, and we'll t- explain to you how uh, the basketball thing works. Uh, uh, Ninety three bowls came into play. Oh good lord! Um, I I'm, I I will say for the record, I was able to follow the basketball metaphor. Liz but, kept up very well. Thank you. Yes, sports. Um, <laughs> Balling. But, Baller. Liz Baller Miller did fine with our sports metaphor. Thank you but very much. We thought it would be easier for everyone if we used uh, a f- food, and uh, it's a better metaphor because anyway, yeah, we're talking about health. Well, and it, it, because I mean, it, it, I think it has a direct application to the fact that if you eat too much of one thing or another, you're not going to feel well. Exactly. And so you want like a balanced diet, and you don't want to eat too much of the, you know. I was I was shocked to learn that dessert is no longer on the food on the food pyramid. <laughs> it's not part of your five food groups. It's no. not a food group. It turns out. I remember. I just remember the food pyramid. Like it had like a little like space at the top for dessert. I feel like it was just like you're looking at a square chart surrounding the pyramid, and then on the outside and like the white space outside of the pyramid, there was just dessert floating. Like yeah, you know, whenever. Like once a week, you can kind of try this out. Where, where's booze on the food pyramid, Ben? Uh, you know, this is why I don't fully trust our metaphor because there's not really a booze option. Maybe that could be our wild card. Anyway, yes. we're getting ahead of ourselves. Right, so we have, so to start off with, we have you know vegetables, and right. what are we what are we defining as vegetables, Ben? Um, so, like vegetables, I mean, you could you could survive technically on vegetables alone, like you, right. you, and you can survive on any of these alone. But if you ate nothing but vegetables, you're not going to be a very happy camper. Right. I mean, not, some people like vegetables, you know, and then they'll eat as many of them as they can. Those people are obviously insane. Um, but, you know, good for them. But you can't only do that. So vegetables are going to be our serious, thoughtful dramas. Think the Americans. You know, like something where you really have to invest in it. You know it's good for you. You know you're going to get a lot out of it. But, you know, it's, it's heavy. Like, it's heavy stuff. Yeah, but at the same time, you can have like a delicious uh, green uh, green pepper um, or something. Like, what the hell are you talking about? I, you've never had a really good fresh green pepper. 
it's still a vegetable, Liz. Yeah, it's still, but I'm just saying, uh, this is more, more, more. experience is a lot like eating a vegetable. I know, but I'm pointing out that, like, there's variety in the moment. And, like, the Americans has really funny moments. And yes, yes, that's, that's true. And that but it's I, still a vegetable. It's still a vegetable, but it's sometimes it's a delicious and crispy vegetable. When Philip takes Paige driving, yes. it is incredibly enjoyable. But at the same time, there is a metaphor there that needs to be applied to a larger context. So you're still... You're digging in pretty heavy. Yeah. So we we tried to create the idea here is that we are. I mean, usually yes, we are telling you what to watch and what not to watch, and we have strong opinions most of the time about these subject matters. Um, but at the same time, like we are we are not you know we are just encouraging you to find options within this sort of framework for this episode anyway. Um, right. And we're going to provide more examples as we go, yes. but let's keep but, with the five food groups. So yeah, next but, up. But, but I wanted to mention, we have like, if, if you were watching TV this week, we have like an option for... Well, we'll, for, we'll get into that. Okay. Let's, let's you, make you sure want, we get through the You want to get through so the categories going through the whole and, then, and then we'll lay out. Making, yeah. Let's, let's get the analogy out gotcha. so it makes sense to everybody. All right. Grains. Grains. Um, grains are going to be your dramedies. Mm-hmm. Um, grains are going to be kind of the the mix between comedy and drama where it's it could be a little leaning one way, leaning another way, but it has both things because grains are very versatile. You can create a lot of different things with grains. Like you could have, uh, you know, your five grain bread, wheat bread yeah. that you put on your sandwich to to feel healthy about yourself or healthy about eating a lot of carbs. Um, but you could also have you know cupcakes or muffins or a bagel or a bagel. Yeah, bagels are great. You know, fun grains. Um, yes. But there's still like there's a nice blend, a, a lot of versatility there. So those are going to be you still f- you feel like dramedies. you feel satisfied. You feel like you've done something, but at the same time, it hasn't been like you know gnawing your way through a piece of broccoli. Right. Exactly. So what what do we have? What do you what do, what do you feel like with dramedies? I feel like we got you know pretty much. Anything that Amazon technically calls a comedy. Yep. <laughs> yes, just just turn on Amazon, pick one, that's it. Maybe Red Oaks, even Red Oaks, yeah, would be would be a dramedy. Um, I don't think they have anything that's straight comedy, do they? I mean, I think they're threatening to do one or two. Yeah, they the keep line. talking but about it. But at TCAs, they were literally like, yeah. it's, we're not, it's not all depressing yeah. our comedy slate. Not everything's sad. Like, it's it can be happy. Look at Red Oaks. And then, yeah, Red Oaks is probably there. Their most conventional comedy comedy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're still digging in, though. Yeah, and I mean, you could go casual. You go uh, transparent. You could go master and none. Like, there's there's options out there. Togetherness. Togetherness, great choice. R.I.P. Um, (laughs) But, yeah, so that's that's your grain. And then to go to the other side of comedy, we're going to go with fruits. Fruit. Fruit. Delightful, delightful, delicious fruit. Absolutely. Fruit, a lot of people describe as... Candy. I know my father loves to tell me that strawberries are better than candy. Like, would you rather have some candy or would you rather have a nice, delicious strawberry? So it's like it's a lot of fun to eat fruit in theory. Yes. And so with fruit, we're talking about, like, you know, you're more heartwarming. Like, would you say Angie Tribeca's fruit? Yeah, absolutely. So you got, you got, you got your more wacky comedies, uh, that sort of thing. Um, and I'd even, I'd even push stuff like, um, like Veep I would probably consider a fruit. Because it doesn't really get dark. There's a lot going on in Veep. There's a lot to admire, but it's not that dramatic. It's it's pretty much a riot all the way through. It yeah. may be a biting satire. It may have some commentary on on the day's events. So maybe it's 
Uh, what kind of fruit? There's would not it a be? Chi- they, Maybe it's like a tomato, but it's it's. I'd put it probably more in that category. I mean, they're not actively trying to make you cry in any moment. No, 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 no. I mean, I think, and I think at this point, the state of dramedies being what it is, they're not actively trying to make you cry at any point within the run of the series. Well, then dramedies are, yes. Dramedies they are. are. But I'm saying, like, if it doesn't make, if it isn't trying to make you cry, then we're talking fruit. Yes, yeah, that's a good decision. Which is a sentence I never expected <laughs> to ever say in my life. God, this is not going to make any sense. We're going to listen to this later, and it's going to be like, what the hell are we talking about? I'm trying to think now where the jalapeno falls, because technically I feel... Is no, jalapeno a fruit? Well, it's seeds are on the inside. Yeah. But so are pe- but, but peppers in general, I just called. We, I probably at least should have prefaced this whole thing by saying we- I know nothing about food. <laughs> We are not actually food experts. No, I. I we mean, watch TV for a living. My, we have the we have the we have the physiques to match. My friends have a running joke about me being a food critic. Like when I there was like a long time ago, I applied for a food critic job at like a local paper, and they would never let me forget that I that I even applied for something like that because I would have been the worst at it. You, I would you, have been you, terrible. You are the guy who during TCAs will find out that at the dinner la- the dinner the night before they've served hamburgers and hot dogs and you'd be really disappointed. I would be sad that I missed that, yeah. You would always, you, I always remember this about TCAs because we'll come in and have like our nice fancy breakfast set up and you'll be like, they had hot dogs last night? I just, I want the eggs at breakfast. Just give me my scrambled eggs. That's all I need. And then for dinner, take me to Chili's. <laughs> Love chilies. Anyway, <laughs> let's get back to it. Um, meat, Liz. Meat. Meat is the other side of drama. So if you remember, we've got veggies. Those are your serious, dark dramas. Yes. Meat is like your kind of, I mean, everybody loves meat. Like meat is, you know, I'm going to revise to protein. Um, I'm going to stick with meat because <laughs> I feel like what you're leaning towards isn't fun anymore. And these are the more enjoyable could even be like guilty pleasure kind of dramas, like a scandal. Well, it, it, but it's like, but they're substantial, but they're also like substantive. Like they're like when you watch Scandal, you're it's not, it's not never a boring. Well, sometimes it's a boring show. Scandal has its ups and downs, but it's always interesting, and there's always like real there's stuff to chew on. Meat. There you go. Um, but what's actually, you know, it's so interesting about talking about this is that remember in the 1950s, and my parents actually, you know. This is, I think, a vestige of my of my parents growing up in that era. My parents don't consider a meal a real meal unless it has a big amount of protein involved. Yeah, like, I don't either. Unless it's got meat, not protein. Meat. Chicken. Steak. Bologna. <laughs> bologna. That's your. That's the third meat in your in your repertoire. Yeah, that's uh, that's the third meat in my in my. Um, Oh shit! What's the what's Jack Donaghy's invention? The trivection oven? <laughs> yes, the yeah. yeah, not the third heat, the third meat. The third heat. Oh my god! Chicken, steak, bologna. Um, what about what about pork? Whatever. <laughs> Delicious, tasty pig products, Ben. I love pigs. Aw, they're great. Do you you eat pig though? I do. Okay. I don't see what the I don't okay know no what your connection is. You you and Neil deGrasse Tyson. Um, but yeah. <laughs> anyways, point is good company. Point is, is that like so we're not talking like the really super serious heavy stuff, but we are talking about dramas that feel like essential to the public discourse. Right. There's well, there's there's hour long dramas that won't weigh you down. Yeah. They're, you're not gonna force yourself to watch those at times. Like you're gonna you're, you're gonna, gonna look, look forward, forward to it. Oh my god. Jinx. <laughs> Buy me a coke. Okay. Fine. Dibs. <laughs> They're downstairs. Yes. I'm. I'll, I'll buy you a coke. Um, 
from from the Coke machine. Uh, so <laughs> point is, is that uh, these are, yeah, I mean, but I think what's interesting, the reason I brought up the 1950s thing is that it used to be like you would have a big hunk of meat and then like maybe a side of, a side of grains and then a side of vegetables and that would be considered a full like dinner. Nowadays, it's more like they, it's more four quadrant. We're splitting things up more. I know, and you're making that face. I know, maybe but what you I find, are. but like it find what I find interesting is that what this metaphor translates to nicely for us is the fact that the the te- television is not just strictly like super serious dramas and super and super funny like wacky comedies anymore. There's a, such a range of range of shows that we can discuss and. I think that plays perfectly with the fact that the food pyramid has also evolved. And I keep calling it the food pyramid, and that makes me feel really old because I know we don't use that anymore. Yeah, it's gone, though. It's just the five food groups. The five food groups. Um, Speaking of which, what's our next one? Our last one is, uh, I mean, it's dairy slash alternative because right. there's plenty of people who have to be lactose-free. They need an alternative to dairy. But it's it's translating basically to somewhat of a wild card, um, something that – doesn't really fall nicely between drama and comedy. Like it's it it doesn't fall into those categories. And I'm not talking about like a limited series. Obviously, The People versus OJ would be your pretty <laughs> heavy drama. It would be your it would be your vegetable. But um, but it, it's something that you that, that kind of defies logic. Like um, you use the examples of of late night talk when we were prepping this a little bit. Oh early. yeah. That's that's a pretty solid example of something that that. Like John Oliver can be extremely funny, and it can be you know incredibly insightful sometimes at the same time. Um, but it depends on how you watch it. it. You know, if you're just watching clips, you could choose to only get the funny stuff. If you're only watching clips, you can choose to get the insightful stuff. But you know, your late night talk uh, could could fall into this category as well. Um, but I mean, if you look at, I mean, a lot of animated shows I feel might fall into this kind of wild card. Like category. your Archer or whatnot. I mean, Archer well, Archer, be, Archer falls. It feels like. I would probably define it more as a comedy than I would. Yeah, I'd, I'd consider but, Archer County, but you could see how there's there's elements of it that if you want to dive into, you definitely could. Um, I actually, I did, I, I watched Rick and, uh, and, like the first episode of Rick and Morty last night. Rick and night. Morty would be a good example of this too. Yeah, yeah, and I think like Rick and Morty falls very much into like just, but even just like random things you're just checking out. Like I think there's a room for this or. Yeah, I, I mean, you, you mentioned the, uh, you mentioned a couple of them, but like I, I might even put something like Crazy Ex-Girlfriend into this category mm-hmm. as like a wild card. And it's not because it's a musical, but because you can kind of absorb that in a lot of different ways. And I think the important thing to remember with this category is when we're talking about balance. So you don't want to, it's not just pick whatever you want. If you want another heady drama, you can fit it in here. No, because then you're going to be, you're going to be out of balance. You need to pick something that's kind of just floating in the netherworld, like it's in the in-between and, and you don't know exactly how it's going to quantify or where it fits into your diet but you know it has to be in there because it's just that good right um so yeah i mean there's 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 a lot of options for this but it's it's kind of an interesting addition and again kind of to go back to the beginning these five food groups exist for people who are watching stuff who are watching a lot of tv um when fall tv hits and there's so many shows out and you have so many options uh, you are probably going to be watching at least two or three shows at a time. So you want to remember this balance when you're trying to decide what those are going to be, what your rotation is going to look like. And then also in today's day and age, when people are watching things at their own pace, maybe they're going one show at a time. You want to, like Liz said at the beginning, you want to switch these out. You want to start, like if you're starting with a heavy drama, go comedy next. If you're starting with 
uh, you know, your, your wild card, then, you know, go to your fruit, go to your grain, go to your meat, like follow that order so that you have a nice balance in your life and you're not getting overwhelmed one way or another. Yeah, I just realized, by the way, a perfect example of wild card shows for me would be pretty much 95% of what's on the CW. Yeah. Like yeah. From, from Arrow to The Flat, all the superhero shows, like not genre in general, I think, though I think maybe genre could fall into this. Like I'm thinking about like, where Star Trek, like when, when Star Trek Discovery premieres, is that my protein? Is that my? It's going to be either my protein. You know, it seems very ambitious, so we'll have to wait and see. But I can, I see what you're saying. Yeah, it could be my protein, but it could be my wild card. Yeah. I, 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 it could be my dairy. Yeah. I don't know when. It, I don't know, but I, I, I kind of hope for either. Actually, like I kind of want it to be weird and strange enough to be my dairy, but I also want it to be substantive enough to count as my protein. Yeah, that, that could all fit right into the wild card, and then it just comes down to your perception and how you want to engage with it and what you actually get out of it. Because again, so many of these shows, you get different things out of them, and and you have to understand that for yourself, um, kind of what, what, how it affects your emotions, how it affects your day-to-day after you watch this kind yeah. of thing. And um, again, just remember, like, remember how you feel after you watch anything and imagine, yeah. like, compounding that. And just remember, like, it, you know, when we talk about diet, like, the reason I feel like the diet metaphor maybe works slightly better than just the sports metaphor is because this you're ingesting content. Like, that's a really important thing to remember. You're not it's not like things just flow through you they stay with you hopefully hopefully if it's good yeah, yeah it's, if it's then, worth watching it it will yes uh but you know you have to be you know cautious of that you have to be aware of how it affects you as a person yeah absolutely and that's it's something that again like i said at the beginning it doesn't really get talked about enough in terms of of what you should be watching so many people are so focused on the idea of well you should just be watching the best of what's on tv and that's true you should try to watch the best of TV, but you also need to know how to balance that because there's so much good TV, and and keeping that in check is is and keeping yourself in check is, is a good part of that. Also, and because we because like God bless us, we're going to drive this metaphor into the ground. Oh, here we go. Uh, but no, just like the fact is, you know, hey, not everyone likes the same foods. Not everyone can eat the same foods. I have a, you know, you know, some people are allergic to certain things. Some people have to find substitutions for other things. Some people don't believe in eating certain things. And so that's the beauty of thinking about television like a diet. And also because, you know, you're allowed to customize, you're allowed to make your own choices. Um, And also I think it's an interesting thing to think about in terms of creators. Like creators, I feel like sometimes there's people out there, I feel, who do make certain shows and sometimes they're not really thinking about like how it's going to affect viewers like they don't care like what kind of taste it's going to leave in their mouth or they create it and what they think the taste will be is not the taste that somebody else gets like you may like the leftovers is a great example because so many people watch that and are just i mean it just takes it out of them like they just their day is ruined like it's it's a really tough show yeah and you know like for me i i have a lot of fun with it now and i can i can binge it and it's probably not the healthiest thing for me to do but boy do i love it i i certainly binged uh i think it was about this time last year i did a hardcore binge of season one of the leftovers and i was i was on shaky ground emotionally by i was great i felt so good i was just (laughs) Enjoying me, enjoying me suffering through the leftover season one. Well, no, I just died. I mean, I watched it too. So I, oh, yeah. I really loved it. Of um, course. But um, let's, let's get into what you promised earlier, Liz, what we really can do for you as a service right now, I think, I hope. Yeah. Which is create this diet for you with what's on 
and what's available and what's new right now. Yes. Um, so we've got we've got veggies, fruit, grains, meat, dairy. Serious, thoughtful drama, enjoyable drama, kind of fun, lighter drama. Uh, wacky comedy, just mm-hmm. straight up comedy. Uh, your dramedy, something kind of in between, like funny and thoughtful at the same time. Right. And then your wild card show. Right. Uh, Liz, where do we want to start? Let's start. Uh, let's start at the end. Let's start with the wild card. Wild card. Wild card. Uh, my my personal idea would be the get down. Love it. Because well, I know you. We know you love the get down. But Wait, I, have I not mentioned that I love the get down? I don't think it's only come up in every single podcast for the last month. I mean, I gotta drown out all these insane critics who are trying to pick it apart. So. Yeah, I do. I love the get down. Okay, so but the 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 actual critical reason for the for for putting the get down in this category is it falls into such it it it's trying it does a lot of different things it has a lot of scope to it and it also has a lot of uh, genre elements to it uh, in terms of musical in terms of comedy in terms of drama in terms of all of this coming together for one thing that you can't that does fit into this wacky extra slot. Yeah, absolutely. It's I mean. There's substance to it. There's a lot that you can get out of it if you want to find it. It's it's a historical show, so it's got that side of it, you know, within. But at the same time, this is Baz Luhrmann, you know, going wild. <laughs> he's he's having a lot of fun. Uh, the musical elements to it, you know, can just sweep you up in, in a visceral fashion, and it doesn't really fit into any. It's got all the elements of everything. It's it's a mishmash of of everything you could want out of TV, and it's it's beautiful. It's beautifully done. Um, so it's definitely great TV. So it's definitely worth. Uh, taking the time and, and digging into it. So Ben, what would you call our fruit? Or the, what would what would be our fruit offering for right now in the current scope of TV? Oh, I think we talked about difficult people. Yeah. I think that was um, kind one of, of our the examples we came up with because difficult people is wrapping up, right? It's uh, it's the no, season premiere. Season finale is in a couple of weeks. So there, I believe they're on episode. They just premiered episode seven this week. And if you guys aren't watching it, by the way, it's so fun. It's such a it's such a weird. Occasionally mean, but what we're just it's it's such a uniquely funny show, yeah. Very strong personality in that show, um, very much from the the mindset of its of its creator as well as uh, Billy Eichner. You know, it's two stars, it it feels like nothing else you're watching, yeah. but at the same time, it is very specific about what it's doing. I'm like going it's, to, it's I'm going, I'm going to. T- just slightly correct you, um, just to make sure it's and Billy Eichner is one of the stars, but it's really Julie Klausner's show. She is the official creator. And I believe that's what I said. I believe you said Billy Eichner. No, I said creator, and then it's and as well as Billy okay. Eichner, the co-star. Oh, sorry, sorry, but yes, I want no to... disrespect to Julie Klausner going on here. Julie yeah. is the best. Julie is the best. Uh, she is bodacious. Um, and I don't use that word lightly. No, no. Um, so that's yeah. So that's you know. So you've got the get down. You've got you've got uh, difficult people. What else you got? All right. Well, if we're gonna go into kind of the serious, thoughtful drama to to, to again lean into the balance of this equation, um, I mean, obviously the the big one happening right now is Mr. Robot. Yeah. Mr. Robot is extremely ambitious. It's been doing some really crazy stuff this season so far. Um, it's obviously it's nominated for best outstanding drama series at the Emmys. I mean, it, it's it's a show you really have to dig into, and it's going to take a lot out of you. It's not light in any way. Shape, it, it 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 feels like a full meal in a in and of itself, which I think is a nice qualifier for our protein. Right, and it's it, no 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 no. Oh, protein no. is meat. That's this is not the enjoyable drama. This is the vegetable. This is oh, the serious okay. drama. This I is think the we, one. All right. That's going to. So this take, is our grain. 
No, it's the vegetable. Oh, the vegetable. God, <laughs> what? The vegetable. I wait. completely missed that. I'm so sorry. <laughs> okay. Yes. Um, no, it's it's the one that no matter what, no matter if you love it or hate it, you're going to get something out of it. Like right. it's good for you. It's good for your thought process. It's right. good for you to uh, to engage with this. And it may not be easy at times. It may really take you to some dark places. You may not want to eat that broccoli. But it's there and, it, and you kind of got to. Yeah, definitely. So what is our protein? Uh, our meat right now, what is our fun drama? So what is our kind of enjoyable? Whew, that's tough. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's a, we're, we're in a bit of a lull as period, as time goes. I mean, we could, we could, this is also, you know, we wanted to make sure that this was as current as possible, but we could also point to stuff that, that people are catching up on. Yeah. I felt like we had one for this. Well, I believe, honestly, the reason I got a little confused just then was because I thought we talked about the night of being our vegetable and Mr. Robot yeah. being our enjoyable drama. No way. That would, that would not fly. Like, there's uh, no way Mr. Robot could be. Like, it's, it's not not fun, but it's, not, it's, too, it's way too heady and deep to get in there. The night of would also be a vegetable. It's too, it's definitely not an, I mean, it's got some funny moments. I mean, the cat metaphor is just delightful. Right. Uh, but also the cat metaphor is painful. So I would consider those both your vegetables and yeah i mean you kind of if you if you're watching both of them right now if you're not saving up either for a binge you need to make sure you balance that out and this is kind of the tricky territory we get into because depending on the season and depending on your your own personal tastes you might be drawn towards um one of these things more than the other but you need to make sure that at least you're going the other way with it if you have to have both of them then you have to have two of the other thing too yeah i mean here's like if we're if we're still actively trying to think of uh, enjoyable dramas, uh, I'll toss out a couple. Uh, if Unreal season two had been stronger, it might be an easier recommend. But that still kind of falls. But genre wise, I think we're I think Unreal is the kind of show we're talking about here. Um, uh, Kingdom would be a good pick. That recently ended. I would endorse Kingdom as your. As of course your, uh, you would. As your meat, um, especially since you need a lot of protein to go into that ring. Yeah, I mean, in, in things that have come out recently, uh, WGN America's uh, WGN America's Underground was really compelling. Oh, and another, uh, this is a little outside of our usual scope, but uh, uh, OJ Made in America, the incredible documentary uh, released earlier this I year. I think that's your meat. I actually, I've seen the whole thing, and I, I, it's, it is so interesting and so compelling in terms of its execution. It's super entertaining. Like, it's it's entertaining. It, it, it is it is maybe more of a vegetable than a protein, but it is it it, it you are not bored watching it. The first hour is about ben, football, Ben, and I got really into it. I know it's. I mean, that's that's saying a lot, and that's that's meaningful. And at the same time, it's it's like I mean, the Americans is very enjoyable too. But I would never consider it a meat. Like it's a vegetable. Like it's got too much going on. And I feel like OJ would would be one of those, especially as a documentary. There's so many themes and, and and impactful things happening today in parallel like that you can no, think it, about. And it, it, it hits for you to think about that demands you think about them. Right. I mean, it's tricky. Like it, this is not this is not the easiest metaphor, but you know, but it comes back to what we talked about a little bit because this is your perception and, and how you what you get out of it. Like yeah. if you left on a high, if you left feeling exhilarated after watching the OJ thing, then then maybe that is Oh, that is meat. not what I ha- happened to me. <laughs> well, what happened to you, Liz? I just, I, it felt, it, it probably was actually, if, if you're going by that qualifier of like, did I feel exhilarated or did I feel like weighed down? 
I have to go the opposite way. Well, then it's then it's your veggie. What are yeah. we talking about? I know. Here? I was, but we're talking this through, man. What are you doing? <laughs> um, you know what? You know what? My qualify is as this uh, the man in the high castle. Man in the High Castle, if only because like that la- that season finale, which I rewatched recently uh, to prep for an interview, uh, it does end on an exhilarating note. It does it does cut like there's some dark stuff that happens. Like that is not a that that show is not light on its themes, but there's also some there's some elements to it that are intriguing. Yeah. Um, I mean it you know yeah, like we said your your mileage may vary, um, but I think. You know, if you come at looking at what you watch this way and make choices based on that, I feel like I feel like you might be on your way to making some better decisions. I mean, not that you're making bad decisions right now. I'm sure you're, everything you're watching is perfect and that you have no issues whatsoever with how you consume media. But, you know, just on the off chance that you could use some advice, this is what you have. All right, so we've got our, got our vegetable, yeah. Mr. Robot. We had our fruit, the wacky comedy. Yes. Which was difficult people. Right. We had our meat, which was a lot of different options for kind of ideas to catch up on. Yeah. Um, we had our wild card, which we started with, which was the get down. Right. Uh, to balance this out completely, I think we still need a dramedy pick. Right. So what was what did we want for I believe dramedy? you were talking about casual. I think casual would be a good pick for, for your dramedy filler, especially right now. It's coming to a close. Um, I know that the... Hulu distribution method is not the most popular thing, so if you were waiting to binge it, now is a great time to do that. Um, I think Tuesday, so tomorrow after this airs, will be the season finale of season two, one of the best episodes of the season, and it really does kick into high gear towards the later part. I I really enjoyed season two more than season one. I liked season one. Season two got better and better. I mean, the finale is great. It really elevates it to a new level. Um, But it's, it's still funny, still dramatic. There are some highs and lows in this finale. There's some challenging stuff, but it's a half hour, um, and Tommy Dewey is still delightful as ever, as mm-hmm. is Michaela. Like, they're all, the whole cast is great. Um, so, yeah, I think that would probably be a good pick right now. Yeah, I will also say my beloved Ballers. Uh, Ballers? Is Ballers is not a dramedy. <laughs> what are you talking about? Ballers is getting. What are you? What is? What are they getting into? I'm just saying, like, you've seen the first his five, poor, as have his, I. Is his back hurting him still? He 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 has he has the baller the the rock is going to need hip replacement oh surgery. Oh my god, he's gonna feel old. That's the biggest challenge of his life. He's gonna feel like an older person. He has osteoporosis. Liz, <laughs> Os- no, he doesn't have osteoporosis. He has osteoarthritis. Are there spoilers for Ballers episode five? How many shots in Ballers are of the Rock just just standing on the Miami beach? Staring off into the sunset, contemplating his existence, and wondering what this disease has has meaning a larger meaning in his life. Wondering how that's going to affect him. Not nearly enough, Ben. No, that's, Not I, nearly enough. That's a fair point, but I feel, I feel like it's uh, I feel like it's more about balling and how hard he's going to ball than it is about uh, the the hip joint, the hip ball that's going to go into his in his socket. I'm just saying he's going down a dark path. And I'm he's very going worried down for down a dark path. <laughs> I'm very worried for the rock. Oh my god. Uh, yes, obviously we all are. Uh, prayers and thoughts and and everything with the rock's character on Ballers. Uh. Um, if if that I mean again comes back to perception, folks. If you are deeply affected by the plight of the rock and his 
hundreds just, of thousands of dollars and former NFL lifestyle. In, in the show ballers. In the show ballers. Then, uh, you know, that's your dramedy. And you have to keep that in mind. It's not your comedy and it's not your wild card. So, um, so make, sure you, make sure you stay healthy. Then I have a question for you. <laughs> oh, no. I can't, I can't believe we're talking about ballers as a dramedy. We're putting ballers and transparent in the same genre right now. We're saying they are like, they're not equals, but we're saying they're equals in the sense of they're the same kind of show. I'm just saying. You're worried. I'm very worried. Very concerned. I'm very, I just want him to be happy, Ben. Well, just tweet at him and make sure he's okay. I will. Um, I will have a question for you, which is, what if you want to watch more than five shows? Again, it, it comes back to balance. Right. Um, obviously, this is a somewhat arbitrary organizational chart <laughs> recommendation system. Um, and like we've talked about, so many of these shows are going to fall into different categories for different people. Right. Um, so when you're going over this amount of shows, just make sure it's going to make you have, it's going to keep you on somewhat of an even keel. I mean, and that, that honestly applies the most to, I think, the preferred method of watching these days anyway, which is binging. So, like, you know, if you're binging 13 hours of a drama, you know, maybe you need more than 10 episodes of a half-hour comedy to get by that. Like, right. you're going to have to judge your own antidote and, and how you pace that out. But it's important to kind of keep a structure in mind um, just to, you know, keep yourself healthy. Yeah. Very well said. Yeah. Um, and I, I don't know. If I I, and, and if you want to, if you want to email, <laughs> if you want to email me and Ben about your your TV diets and whether or not you feel like you know, if you feel like you have the perfect balance of TV shows right now, uh, you should do so. Please do so. Uh, Liz at indiewire.com, Ben at indiewire.com. As always, we love getting your emails. Love finding out what you guys are watching. Specifically, if you have a show that you watch after you watch The Leftovers, I'd be fascinated to hear it. Or The Americans, honestly, either. Like as as you know, to keep things in balance. Yeah. What what, what what do you use to balance out the leftovers of the Americans or Mr. Robot or whatever? I need the recommendations. Ben needs needs help, you guys. Hey, I had a question. This is, I know we're wrapping up, but I I was curious about this one. Where would you put BoJack Horseman? Dramedy. Yeah, I think I'd have to put it as a dramedy, too. It almost feels too light to put it as a dramedy. Like, I'd want to edge it toward Wildcard because the emotions on each side are so extreme. But yeah, like I, I mean, I think I'd have to put it in I, too. I definitely, I, I every, t- I binge watched the season twice in two weeks, and each time I came out of it sobbing. So that falls into my category of, it's trying to make me cry. It's tough too, because that also comes down to the way of, um, of how you watch it. Because you could watch a couple episodes of that and just be tickled pink. Yeah. But if you finish it, like if you binge it, like Netflix, you know, designs you to do. Um, you're going to be left feeling a different way than if you watch it one at a time. So how you balance that is interesting. Anyway, sorry, yeah. that was a no. It's a good question. Off one. I just it was one I was curious about. No, but it's a good one. Um, speaking of shows that we love, though, Ben, what was the best thing you watched last week? Well, this is a, an all casual podcast, apparently, because <laughs> apparently. the best thing I watched was the casual season two finale. Again, coming out tomorrow for uh, our dear listeners who are paying close attention on Monday. In case you're wondering, sponsorship wise, we actually only double checked who was sponsoring this week's podcast a few minutes before airing. Ben had already made his pick. <laughs> We're just going for complete transparency in the pre- report, recording process. I do appreciate that. And I mean, if you but, have, if you visit our site at all, if you've, visit, if you've gone to Indie 
rewire in the last, what, like two months? Yeah. We're caked with casual ads. There's casual ads on our video player. There's casual ads, you know, on, on all um, over the screen. Yeah. Um, this does not – they're not giving me any extra money, guys. Like, I promise you that. Like, yeah, I, we don't, we don't no, see a penny of that. I have no allegiance to the show beyond just, just what I've really admired about what it's done in season two. And I really do feel like by the end of season two, it has reached that higher plane. It is a show now that is not just – very good TV. It is great TV. So you should be watching. I mean, I will say to ca- about casual that I enjoyed the first. I feel like you and I talked about it when you first reviewed the beginning of the season, and I was like, and you know, you were like, oh, it's, I, I, I found it kind of a B level show last year. You knocked it up to B plus for season two, the beginning of season two, and I feel like what I'm what what this indicates to me is that this is a show that's growing and in, in complexity and power as it goes. It's becoming very comfortable with its characters. One of the things I noted in my season two review is that the connections they established in season one um, really came to fruition in season two and allowed them to kind of expand their storytelling and think about relationships in a different way and thinking about um, new discussions around relationships. Not easy discussions to be had. I mean, the, the one of the big arcs was Michaela Watkins just trying to find friends with people, but that also developed into kind of how friendship can affect your romantic life down the line. Like if you like how how friendly you want to be, or how friend circles can affect perception of your your romance. Uh, Terilyn, um, the the I mean, she's just she's going through some really intense stuff. Um, I I don't want to spoil anything, so I'm just going to stop yeah. talking about it right, right now. But uh, there's a lot of good discussions going on in the show. It's captured so very well. Uh, it's a beautiful show to just look at. Um, so yeah, I, I'd highly recommend Casual season two. Uh, again, you can binge it now. I know that's that's the best way to watch it anyway. It's the best way to watch a lot of these kind of half-hour shows. But uh, do take the time to think about it because there's a lot going on there. Um, but Liz, what about you? What's the best thing you watched last week? So this is a cheat, but it's also kind of – I feel like it's relevant for me to bring it up now because of yesterday's announcement. Uh, and also because I was talking with you about it, I think, recently and was mad at myself for not bringing it up. But I uh, – it's been announced that Black Mirror, the two episodes of Black Mirror will be premiering at the Toronto International Film Festival two. in a couple weeks. Uh, IndieWire, of course, will be there. We'll be bringing you stuff. But I over, I've already seen one of these two episodes that's being screened, uh, thanks to TCAs and prepping for an interview with the creators, which will run, the interview with the creators will run in October when the episodes actually premiere on Netflix. However... Um, one of them is extraordinary, and it's one, of, and it's the one. It, it's because I, I, I haven't seen the, the other one that's premiering at TIFF, but uh, San Junipero is an inc- as you know, Black Mirror is an anthology series. All of the episodes are standalone, but kind of have a thematic connection together. San Junipero is just an extraordinary hour of television. It's complex. It's challenging. It's beautiful. It's bittersweet in so many different ways i it, it the cast is incredible it's basically it's a two-hander with some minor with with some uh, with some twists uh between uh between mackenzie davis and gugu mbatha raw and nice yeah it's 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 wonderful it's a wonderful thing and uh i'm sorry to be talking about an hour of television that i saw a couple weeks ago 
won't even officially premiere until like the early September, and then you can't even see it till October. And I'm sorry, that makes me a jerk. But just start getting excited about it now. Just start getting excited for Black Mirror now. Go back and watch old Black Mirrors so that you know what you're get looking forward to. The entire the first two the first two quote unquote seasons. It's six episodes in total are available on Netflix right now, uh, and the, and more episodes are coming, and it's going to be great. You're going to love it. Black Mirror. Black Mirror. Dark shit. Yep. No, I mean, that's, I mean. Make sure you got a comedy ready. Yeah, I mean, that is the other thing is that you definitely need a comedy ready. Um, Even though some of them are quite funny, but in a very bleak sort of way. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Then what's the next thing you're looking forward to? Um, The next thing I'm looking forward to is is in full credit to another one of our dear listeners, uh, our our coworker and our friend, John. Ah, John. Um, I am very much looking forward to watching more of Halt and Catch Fire. Oh. I recently caught back up with the seasons, season one and two, over Netflix because of uh, John's urgings, um, and I enjoyed them. I think they're very good TV, mm-hmm. and uh, season three is premiering on Tuesday. Yes. I don't know if it'll... I'm frankly shocked it survived season three, if only because the ratings have been so bad. Um, but it's still deserving of your attention. The archetypes that they create on this show are fascinating. The context in which they put these people, like the, they put history in this, you know, kind of historical fiction they're telling. It's it's very well done and they're leaning much more heavy, heavily into the the Mac themes that they've established kind of over the course of it. Steve Jobs is a big figure in season 3. Mm. Um, not directly but very clearly at the same time. But it's 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 very good. It's a very feminist show. Um, the uh, Mackenzie Davis again coming right up. Yeah. Um, and and Carrie Bechet are just tremendous in this. And again, the the kind of dynamics and the relationships that they focus on in such a new way has been the most exciting part about it. And when they stay true to that, and when they know where they want to take it and where they want to steer that conversation, in the context of this fascinating you know, 80s computer world, uh, mm-hmm. tech world, it, it works really, really well. And it's it's compelling TV. Um, it's one that works much better for me on a binge, which I feel like I've said a lot this episode, even though I am still a proponent of those week-to-week shows so you can have the discussion. Uh, but I feel like that really helps frame this in a, in a, in a nice context. So Halt and Catch Fire Season 3, AMC, premieres Tuesday, catch up on the first two seasons on Netflix, and I'm looking forward to... Whatever's next for season three. Okay. Liz, you are looking forward to what? Well, Fringe season three is oh, getting Jesus to <laughs> it's getting to this really good point. Uh, Actually, it's not getting to this really good point. We're kind of in liar. the we're kind of in the time, <laughs> but I am looking forward to finishing it because I can't really remember what happens at the end of season three. I just remember it's pretty dramatic. Um, but no, actually. <laughs> wasn't going to say that but because honestly my pick was also halt and catch fire get out of here i have it right down here john is so proud of us yeah i know well and i i have to watch it at some point either today i have to watch the season three premiere at least either today or tomorrow uh because i'm as as loyal listeners might know the loyal listeners listeners and readers and readers um mostly readers uh but anyways uh the show has a deep 
it has a real personal connection with my family because of how we technically lived in Texas for several years during the same period of time that Halt and Catch Fire was, uh, set, is set. Fun fact, Liz Baller-Miller is the daughter of Mackenzie Davis. I mean, more like, no, I'm more like the daughter of Carrie Bechet. hey yo. No, no, it's more like the fact that my parents were both computer engineers working in the Texas tech industry in the 1980s, and then they all moved to Northern California in that near the end of the decade to continue working in the computer industry. So my parents are very excited to see where season three goes, and we will be getting their thoughts on that soon. There's a lot of California. <laughs> a lot of California in these early episodes. I um, will be pleased. I have to ask, this, I, hopefully this doesn't count as a spoiler, but is there any sort of super obvious California music cue they use to indicate that they're in California? Mm, no. That's I, good. I, I don't feel like they've ever really been super obvious with their musical choices. No, they've, uh, they've, they've, it's a very well done show in terms of its music supervision. Yeah, it's, yeah. Their, their soundtracks are great. Um, so no, I think I think you're safe. Okay, cool. I mean, I I don't mind, but I'm always kind of I always kind of do enjoy the California. Yeah. It's kind of funny. God, no. Th- I mean, obviously that would that'd be out of context anyway, but or out of uh, out of historical precedent. But, yes. Uh, no, there's I don't I don't think there's anything like that. Okay. The Beach Boys don't start blaring or anything. Okay. Not that I remember. Interesting. So. I will look forward to this. Um, and you can look forward to reading about all of this and more on IndieWire.com, where you can find news, reviews, interviews, features, all the stuff you enjoy reading about television, and hopefully none of the stuff you don't enjoy reading about television. And if you want to listen to another podcast that is perhaps, I don't know, more professional maybe, like more... They talk. They talk. They talk more about like current events. They're very. Uh, They're well, very. And movies. New movies come out every every Friday, and they talk about them. That's true. They're very. They're very focused on the now, and um, obviously, we're talking about our sister podcast, Screen Talk, with yeah. uh, the wonderful Eric Cohn and delightful Ann Thompson. Um, oh God, what are they? I feel like I just listened to one that was pretty engaging. Well, they also the topic just slipped my mind. Well, they've also been uh, my uh, our, our our dear our dear colleague Michael Schneider is now also guest appearing a fair amount on their Screen Talk Emmys edition podcast. Right, and that comes out Tuesdays, I believe. Yes, and so they're going through uh, they're going through award season Wednesday. with gusto and vig. Uh, what is it? Um, vigor and gusto. Yes, uh, and they're. I think they've done. They, I know they've done. Most of the Emmy predictions, like right. they've, they've discussed where the race lies at this point. They've got one episode left. I think that'll come out two days after this does, uh, where they're going to dig into uh, the drama series and, and, and dig into a lot of those, those big categories. So make sure you tune in to get the inside scoop on that. Uh, Emmy's season is underway. The voting is happening right now. Decisions are being made over whether or not Carrie Russell will win an Emmy for the Americans. Ben's only handling this decision, this this fact, with, like, grace and calm. Yes, I'm very professional. Very professional. Not at all freaking out. Never. Um, and you can see evidence of that on his Twitter feed at Ben T. Travers. <laughs> you can see evidence of a true professional on Liz's Twitter feed. That's at Lizlet with an I and an E. Correct. We'll be back next week. And as always, you guys, keep watching television. 